Hello, everyone. This is Lisa. Thanks for joining in to another episode of Unfuck Your Life. And before we get going, I just want to please the producers and say, hey, can you hit the subscribe button, please? I really appreciate it because I want to know what you think. I want to know what you feel. I want to know what's on your mind. I want to know what matters to you. And so this topic here is a topic that once upon a time ruled my life. My doom to be fat forever? Am I doomed to feel fat forever? Am I doomed to be a fat girl forever? And the subtext to that is, am I doomed to be worthless? Am I doomed to be not good enough? Will I ever be better than, than the sum of all my parts? Is there anything really great about me? All of that kind of stuff. And then there are other ones that I focus on being a good mom, or I focus on my relationship with God, or my relationship with my friends, or I'm really how you rock your business life. Am I doomed to feel fat forever? And the first answer sounds like it speaks to your mind, and it really speaks to your heart. No, dear one. No, dear ones. Because... You know, th th this word fucking fat has had so many different connotations throughout the world. And depending upon which particular lifetime you lived, being fat made that you were fabulously wealthy or incredibly beautiful or something like that, that you were rich beyond means because you could afford not only to eat, but to eat way too much food. And then other times there were painters that loved to paint portraits, but then again, they were also the only ones who could afford it, love to paint the curves of very large, full-figured, beautiful women. And then there were the ones, there's the curves that go with you, that go beyond your bones. And so now let's speak to your heart. Is it indeed have been speaking to your heart all along? Is it speak to your gut? And inside of your gut, inside of your heart, inside of your body is the knowingness that is the truth, which is you are beautiful beyond compare. And I can't tell you how many people would tell me that in my 40s and I didn't trust them. In my 40s, I decided to lose weight for, I think it was the seventh or eighth time. I lose track now. And it got down to 120 something, 130 something. I didn't even weigh myself. I was just in a nice size six. I felt really good and all that stuff. And all I had focused on was the size of my body. Shrinkage of my clothes. Yeah, I look good. My belly is flat. Isn't that nice? I look skinny. I didn't focus on anything else. And you know what? Nothing else in my life changed. I still found dating really difficult. I was still dating fuckwit guys. I was still dating narcissists and all that kind of crap. And I remember that day when I decided, God, you know what? If this is what skinny is, it's too much goddamn fucking work and I'm just not going to do it. I may as well be fat. Because that was long before I discovered what was the real truth and not just the truth about me, the truth about everyone. And in order to go about finding it true about me, I went on a course of helping other people first because that's that's what they do and seeing women who were incredibly skinny seeing women who were incredibly overweight 
seeing women of all different shapes and sizes. And while there was one fundamental truth that sort of ran its way about the size of our bodies, and not necessarily about how a person really felt, but how they thought they think, thought they should feel. Does that make sense how I said that? It's how they think they, they, they should feel because it's, oh, I'm a lot fatter than everyone else. But you know what? I really like my, I really like my bodacious boobies. I really like my ability to project vocally. My husband loves all of my curls. I really enjoy my life. And then to see a really skinny person that, God, this one pound that I can't lose is really messing with my life. My life would be perfect if this one pound wasn't here. Am I doomed to be fat forever? Am I doomed to feel fat forever? What if fat is just a state of mind? Because I don't care what science says, and sometimes they back this up. When I went out there and I looked for some statistics about do we, are we genetically predisposed to be fat? Are we, does it depend on how the people around us ate? Does it depend on what our childhood was? And the, the numbers, they range according to the studies. They're as low as 20%, they're as low as 80, 90%. And it's like, all these different scientific studies, what the fuck? What the fuck? Because there was one thing that those studies did not take into consideration, and that is you. Science has already determined that there is a connection between the universe and the cells in your body. Science has already determined without a doubt that there is a connection with what you think, what you feel, your emotional state, your ability to succeed based on the cells in your body. There's a connection with the universe. There's a connection with how you think, how you feel emotionally all connected to the cells in your body because the cells in your body heard so many things. And we heard a bunch of crap from the time that we were in utero. There were a lot of my clients that whose mothers were thinking of aborting them, fathers that weren't hearing them. They witnessed fights, felt fights and things in utero while they were born as they were really little because you were just a sponge. You were just a sponge that absorbed everything about you. And one of the clear messages that I got, and I know my mom did not intend it. I know she didn't intend that for me, was that I was fat and if only I could be thin like my friends. And we're talking 10, 15 pounds here. We're talking five pounds here. We're talking a state of mind for two people who had weight on their mind their entire lives too. People only know to teach you how to feel about yourself, how they've been taught to feel about themselves. That's it. Are you doomed to be fat forever? I already said no. And here's why. With the science of it. When you're connected to the universe, when all of the cells in your body about share that information with you about how you think and scientists prove this and what you know and how you feel. Do you know that the cells in your body change all the time? They die off, new ones are formed. And how are they formed? They are formed with the energy of the cells that were there before them. The cells didn't getting enough oxygen. The thought those bad thoughts. The thoughts that we are thinking are not just in our brains. They're in our hearts. They're in our stomachs. They're everywhere. I've learned this from massage therapy teachers that when they work on bellies, a lot of students won't work on someone's belly because it brings up a lot of trauma and stress because that, a lot of that emotion is stored there. So guess what? 
everything that your life is about has been about learning, has been about unlearning, and you have a beautiful mind, regardless of your IQ, regardless of your emotional state, regardless of your sex, where you were born, how much money you make, it doesn't matter. It's you. You have the ability to learn. You have the ability to think. You have the ability to feel. And now you're going to learn how to feel better about yourself. And it starts really simply. It's so simple. And we've all heard it our entire lives as putting these puzzle pieces together. That's all that it is. How many of you were taught to be kind? Can't say something nice. Don't say anything at all. Sometimes when I look at the world around me, there's a lot of people that seem to subscribe to an, another version of that. And I just don't let that shit in. I just don't. I can't. There's not enough bandwidth for all the crap that goes on out there. This is your life now. This is my life. This is your life. And there's this thing called kindness. And let me tell you, one of the fastest ways to change your emotional state about anything, because when you can change your emotional state about anything, you change your emotional state about everything. And that is kindness. That is this random act of kindness. So at first, when I started doing random act of kindness, I would return grocery start, grocery cards to, to the things. I would do little things. I would return it to the stall. I would return it to the store. You know, stuff like that. Hey, I was getting steps in. Here's the trick. You do a random act of kindness for a complete stranger, expecting nothing in return. So I'm not thinking about how many steps I'm getting or anything like that. And now your random act of kindness are for a complete stranger that you get to that you get to see, that you communicate with. Maybe you're on the phone. You see them. It's the easiest thing to do is to look in the eyes of the person that's right there checking you out. At the grocery store, at the department store, whatever it is, most people have a name tag on. If you say, hello, Susie. Hello, Marty. Wow, did your mom really give you the name Love? How cool is that? But most of the time people are on their phones at the grocery store. Most of the people, they, these are, they aren't even ignored. Someone to call their name, someone to say hi. It just becomes part of business. So much of our life becomes just the rote work of doing business. And what if our business as usual was hi? I hope you're having a great day today, Julie. I hope you're having a great day today, Susie. I really appreciate you, Tabitha, for taking a few moments and bringing my, all my stuff up right and doing it so quickly and so easily and so efficiently without expecting anything in return. You just say thank you and you let it go. And then lots of times there's this, there's just this little something inside of you. Sometimes there's a smile. There's an upliftment. Because it just feels good. It just feels good. And then the second thing that I'd like to tack on to the random acts of kindness, the RAKs, are the GAFs. If you've been around me, grateful as fuck. Grateful as fuck. Now here is a little twist that I learned from a mentor of mine in her 80s. I learned this. And I had been doing this for about six weeks now. I had been doing this particular exercise. And it was really tough in the beginning, and sometimes it still is tough now, tough to remember to do it. The exercise itself is very simple, and it takes seconds because so many people make it a big fucking deal about life-changing events, being thin. You got to do this and this and this and this and this and this. You got to do all this stuff with your mindset. You got to do all this stuff with your body. You got to do 
change your plan of eating, change your plan of living, change your plan of being. By the way, change up all of the people that you're hanging with. Yes, all of that is true. And don't stop all of that. When that's what you're doing, the stuff that you're doing already that makes you feel better, what you're adding is I have, I'm all about adding the seconds because the brain does not like change. We all think that we all want to change the brain. So change the brain likes routine. And so we teach the brain little things, these random acts of kindness for a complete stranger expecting nothing in return. And we do that every single day. And all of a sudden the brain goes, yeah, that's right. Look, there's a stranger over there. Let's go over there and say hi. The brain says, wow, this is what we do. And boy, we feel so much better about ourselves. This is what the brain is doing in the background. It's that little thing that you are doing that impacts one cell in your body that then impacts everything else. And we'll talk about the science of that in a minute. Now we're talking about the gratitude, okay? What if you were to say, not what if, do this. I'll say this slowly and I'll write it down in the show notes so that you have it. I am grateful for all the gifts I have received in the past. I'll say that again. I am grateful for all the gifts I've received in the past. I am grateful for all the gifts I've received in the past. I am grateful for all the gifts I'll be receiving in the future. I'll be grateful all the I am grateful for all of the gifts I'll be receiving in the future. I am grateful for all the gifts I'll be receiving in the future. They're very little. They only take seconds. It takes just seconds for me to say that. And you say this before you go to bed at night and before you wake up, because that's when the brain is most amenable to change. And we're changing it just a little bit of time. These seconds, we're impacting that one cell of your body. Science has already determined that the cells of your body are affected by your speech. Your speech is affected by the cells in your body. There's this relationship that goes back and forth. The universe is connected to all the cells in your body. There is a connection. You get to use it. You get to expand it. You get to go past what you already know. You're already doing gratefulness. We were all taught that. You're already doing kindness. Lots of times that we were taught that at the expense of others or at the expense of yourself. See what happens with this little thing. It's like the pebble in pond. And science and every retreat talks about a pebble in a pond, how one little thing affects everything. One little random act of kindness. Hi, Susie. I hope you're having a really great day. You acknowledge somebody. You said their name when you're dealing with somebody in customer service on the phone. And you really thank them for taking the time to work with you, to assist you through the process. And when you go in with this energy, it's amazing how much better the conversations flow. And the cells of your body start dancing with joy and glee going, ooh, I like that. And the brain's, oh, this is becoming more normal to feel these elevated states. Then as you bring this in with your, excuse me, as you bring this in and you allow it to affect unconsciously the conversation with you, I am grateful for every gift I have received. Everything you are grateful for, everything that has happened to you is a gift. You've just acknowledged it as such that happened in the past. The past was one second ago. I am grateful for every gift I will be received in the future. Grateful. Every gift, everything is a gift I'll be receiving in the future. The future is a second from Just a second from now. It changes everything. 
that changes everything in ways you can't believe it. And we have been taught we got to make these grandiose gestures and everything has to be instant. Now, now. And it's really hard to focus when everything is now, now. I want it now, I want it now. When we watched Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, that was Veruga Salt. Right now, I want it now. And she was a brat, right? And we give that space for ourselves, that space to breathe because now you bring in your breath. You've got the kindness going. You've got the gratitude going. And now you just take a few seconds to breathe on purpose as you inhale. And as you inhale, you expand, not just in your shoulders and your diaphragm. You go way down to your belly. You breathe way down to your belly. And as you breathe way down to your belly, all the cells in your body are getting more oxygen than they've ever gotten. They only, it's like filling your tank with only a dollar of gas. Each time when we take those small breaths, we've got to keep taking those. We've got to keep filling it up and the, and the tank's never full. So now we give that, all those cells in our body, that oxygen that they need. And now we hold it for the mental count of three. You don't really count. You just imagine, pretend, make it up, visualize what three long seconds would be. And then as you let that air out, you let it out slowly, gently. You purse your lips as you were breathing, as if you were breathing through a straw. As you inhale all the way down to your belly, put your hand on your belly right now and you can feel your belly rising. You hold it. You just really bring in that, holding that breath in your life and all the cells are like the anticipation of cusp because they know they're getting a nice, big, juicy dose of oxygen. Breathe as if you were breathing through a straw. You breathe out through a straw. And you just do that four times. You just do that four times. This takes seconds. And so now I've added maybe 30, 45 seconds to your day. 45 seconds to your day. Where might you be able? You're doing the gratitude prayer in bed right before you go to sleep, after you wake up, because that's when the brain is most amenable to change. You're doing random act of kindness with something that you're already doing. You're already there at the store. You're already there. Somebody cuts you off. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to experience this moment. Everything is a gift. Everything is a gift. And your brain starts really realizing as time goes by, wow, everything is a gift. Maybe I'm a gift too. I'm a gift too. Am I doomed to be fat forever? I am a gift. A gift. You are a gift. And how beautiful is that? So, dear ones, random acts of kindness, grateful as fuck, bring in that breath and. Start wondering, now that I no longer believed I'm doomed to be fat forever, who am I? Oh, let's have that conversation. I love you very much. Thank you for hanging out, and I will talk with you soon. Bye-bye.